We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A very merry draft, Mr. All of You. We are sitting here at the Kingdom Bar and Grill recapping first day of the draft. Looking forward to day two of the draft. So excited. Uh, we're here with my with my pals, Mighty Lane, Craig Stout. Maddie, how are you feeling after day one of the draft? Uh, you know, my voice already sounds like it's on the fritz to me, so we're going to hope it recoups overnight because uh, but we had a great time. We had a great time last night kind of covering the draft uh, at the Kingdom Bar and Grill. We were live for the entire first round. It was fantastic to everybody that showed up, everybody that watched. We greatly appreciate you guys. Hope you guys are back again tonight to do the same thing, whether in person or watching live. But you know, my voice is hanging on by a thread, and we still got two more days of this, Craig. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna make it. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm calling my shot here. I'm not gonna make it. Um, but it's been great. Like, I, let's start with today. The Chiefs drafted two starters today, and I, I don't know that you can say that about very many of even Andy Reid's drafts. Like, we focus so much on Brett Veach's drafts. Even Andy Reid's drafts, I, the Chiefs got two starters today, and the board's pretty set up for tomorrow as well. I mean, like, it's good. It's pretty good. I'm feeling great. I feel great where the Chiefs are at. I, I, you know, you come in with expectations and hope about addressing things that they this team needs addressed. And the Chiefs needed premium positions addressed. And they went out and did it. And I really love the fact that they did. They were very mindful and aggressive to make sure that they got their corner. Um, some of the feedback you're hearing from, v, you know, like reading some of the stuff that's coming out of, uh, you know, the, the Brett Veach press conference, which I can't wait to go back and read and listen uh, to, you know, the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs expected Trent McDuffie to be available to them uh, at, at all. Uh, and so, like, I think that's a positive indicator. You know, you talk about, you know, Brett Veach having round one picks, and I don't know if he said this for sure. I will check, but. All indications the Chiefs got one of the round one players on their board. So his direct, a direct quote about McDuffie was, we didn't go over a McDuffie scenario because we didn't think he'd be there. That's, that's what Brett Beach said. That's crazy. I mean, like, that's great. They didn't even like they didn't even have this prepared. So that tells you right now what you think of the value. And yes, I think they didn't think he'd be there at 21. I think it's safe to say he was one of their first round grades. Like that's just, you know, short little leap there. So that's pick one. They followed that up on with George Karloftis at pick 30, there's your two players. There's your two starters that you draft, hopeful starters that you draft in the very first round of this NFL draft. Like, 
That's you got to feel good coming out of Thursday with that. Absolutely. You you really do feel good. Uh, Chiefs needed to reset their defensive core. They need to get younger on that side of the ball. They've made some tough decisions. You know, obviously letting Charveris Ward walk, letting Tyron Matthew hit the open market. There's a lot of things that they've had to do so far in this offseason. They needed to hit on a cornerback, and they needed to hit on a defensive end. So th- this is one of those that, like, it, it, regardless of what you think about the players, the ability to start, the ability to play significant snaps is massive. Huge. And, again, I, you know, you're going into day two now yep. without having a major need. It's it's great. Y'all made fun of me for giving me the for giving those A grades out to those two picks, but like that's the bar I'm the bar that I said is being able to address two positions with starting and and quality snaps. Listen, that's I, what they positional did. value wise, A grade, super A grade. It's the first time that we've seen Brett Veach address positional value with this sort of aggressiveness, and, snaps, and that's awesome. And availability, and I my pushback to the A was. The two players are a short arm corner, arguably the most important metric for a corner, and a stiff can't bend edge, arguably the most important trait for an edge. That's my pushback to double Ang across both of those. You're betting on the exceptions to the rule at two positions. That's my pushback to double A's. I just don't think you can find those kind of guys as consistently in the back end around one as you normally as is as you know as as you might be able to uh, if you have better draft capital. So. I just think that they they addressed needs that I feel like were glaring. And they did it in big ways, and they did it with good instincts. I mean, they had the instincts to know that George Karloftis was going to fall to them. They had the instincts to move up to go grab Trent McGuffey. I think both of those moves, too, when you look at them and the decision-making behind those, corner came off shortly after Trent McDuffie was drafted, Kyir Elam was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. So, like, the instincts were really good on moving up to get him and then to get McDuffie and then being willing to be patient and sit and let value fall to them at 30 uh, with George Karloffis. I really love the approach. I mean, obviously, it was a big, aggressive move. They gave up two picks. They gave up, you know, some decent picks to do it, but to move up for McDuffie. But, I mean, you got to feel good about where the Chiefs have three picks tomorrow or three picks, you know, for Friday. So, uh, we should, you know, I don't know if you have anything else about today. We should talk a little bit about Friday. Yeah, let's go to tomorrow. Yeah, if you need more about, you know, what the Chiefs did on Thursday, you know, check back, go to the YouTube channel, check back on your feed. We got, we've recapped both picks. There's a live show out there with all of our reactions. So that stuff's out there. Let's move on. Let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk about what you're going to see tonight. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a lot of, you know, if you're asking me, the, the number one position for the new address now is wide receiver. I think that's the position that you got to pay attention to and, I think the name that I'm looking at just if we're starting names right off the top of the bat, the, the one I'm looking at is is George Pickens. You know, it seems like there's been a lot of buzz of people tying the Chiefs to George Pickens with their mock drafts recently. And there's some character concerns that some people have brought up. There's some off-field concerns that people have brought up in recent, uh, late in the process. Um, but I think, man, if you could end this, if you could get, you could if you could, find a way to get George Pickens after what they've done to this point. That's the guy I'm zeroed in on as like my number one target, I think, right now. Pickens becomes a lot less risky when you've drafted two solid guys that seem to have relatively safe floors, right? Yeah. Then the the attitude concerns, the injury or off-field concerns become a lot less apparent when that's on day two. 
and when it comes to the fact that you do, you feel pretty good that your first two picks aren't going to bust, right? You can take that big swing on Pickens, who has as much upside as any wide receiver in this class, not named, you know, uh, Jamison Williams. And he might even be pretty close if you get the 2019 version. So I would obviously, obviously the guy I'm looking at, right? Like that's the first guy I'm looking at. But at wide receiver, there's a couple other guys for 50 that makes sense. Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Sky Moore out of Western Michigan, both still on the board. Both guys would immediately come in and probably be the most talented wide receiver that you all, Christian Watson might need some time, but these guys would come in and make play some kind of role for the Chiefs quickly. Yeah, and I, I think given the floor of the first two picks, you know, we talked about in our mock draft that we did earlier on this week, we talked about setting the floor in round one. This floor is significantly higher than the floor that we set. So you can gamble. Like if you draft Christian Watson and it's going to take him a year, you know, you're basically going to have to bring him along. It's not as big of a deal. You're comfortable with that sort of move. You're comfortable with taking character concerns, maybe an injury risk in George Pickens. You're comfortable taking Sky Moore because he's just a really good player that the Chiefs should draft. But I mean, like, there's lots of guys like that that now you can raise the ceiling of the position group that you're looking at. You're not trying to raise the overall floor of everything. You're trying to raise the ceiling now. You can take some you can take some real big swipes at positions of need and not have to have them contribute because you've got you got a lot of guys that are going to be able to contribute and start for you and play a lot of snaps this year. Well, and I mean, I think Pickens presents a ceiling for you for sure. I mean, I think there's some other receivers that present some ceiling for you and it'll be fascinating to see how they navigate that. If they make a move up, you know, maybe they try to use one of these picks. Like, you know, they could they could take pick 103 and they could, you know, package 103 and 50 and, and probably move. Uh, they could move up. Uh, they could move, you know, 40, 40, 41, somewhere in that range. Maybe the Seahawks are looking to trade back because they got back-to-back picks. The Chiefs could probably move up there pretty comfortably uh, with, their, with pick 103, I think. So uh, that's something to kind of monitor, too. I'm just going to ask this point blank question to you guys. Do the Chiefs end round two with a wide receiver? Yes or no? Uh, yeah, I think, it, I think they take a wide receiver at some point in time in round two. Um, you have two picks there right now. Now, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs try to trade back out of 62, actually. I think they, they traded a little bit extra to get McDuffie. They traded a lot of picks. Like, right, they traded three picks to move up. I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to recoup that by moving back a little bit at 62. I think 50 right now, looking at the board at what's available, quarterbacks, running backs, none are off the board. you got a couple tackles still in there, offensive and defensive. I, and defensive ends, I think there's going to be a receiver at 50. Sky Moore, George Pickens, Christian Watson, even John Metch. I think there's options at receiver at 50 that make sense, so that's where I would keep my eyes early on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, and one of the other things you got to look at too is two receivers were traded, so that might squell that might squelch some of the needs that the Arizona Cardinals uh, might have for the position. I don't know if they have a pick in front of the Chiefs, but you know uh, some of these other teams like Philadelphia, they made sure to address the the receiver position too. So maybe. There's less market for a receiver falling to your point with some of that, too. That's something to kind of keep an eye on because receivers were traded on top of being drafted pretty high in this draft as well. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to say maybe the Chiefs don't draft a wide receiver tomorrow. And I know that's not an unpopular opinion here, but I do feel like there's some value maybe in round four. Maybe an Eric Ezekanma, a David Bell. You can take a swing at a guy there. Yeah, Again, your floor is high. With the way that the board is stacking up here, I can see them getting to, you know, pick 50. Maybe David Ajabo's still there. Maybe you get to pick 62, and maybe Drake Jackson's still there. You can take two swings at defensive end because Frank Clark is probably not on this team next year. Try and bolster that room. Maybe take a pick, you know, swing at safety, right tackle, tight end. There's a lot of positions that are still on the board, not right tackle. Right tackle is definitely off the board at this point. The value is not there, but there's a lot of other value at these positions. Maybe wait on wide receiver. Wait until you get to day three because you know you don't need a guy that's going to play immediately. I think there's such a big talent gap after those kind of four names that I use there of Pickens, Watson, Sky Moore, and John Mechie. I think I think it's a big cliff. Like I really do think that's a big cliff after those guys. I would be. I would be uneasy if the Chiefs didn't come away with one of those four guys at 50, but they played the board really well in round one, so maybe they have a good feel of what's going to fall to 62. So I wouldn't freak out if they got for they went for a value. It's just I'm I'm eyeballing receiver pretty hard at 50. I mean, maybe they just let the board fall to them too, like me. And the boy, and the value might be receiver when the board falls to them, but you know maybe someone sneaks into the you know sneaks it to sneaks to 50 that you know you're not really expecting and they just say all right we just can't pass up the value the tight ends haven't fallen off the board either so maybe they like the tight ends at 50 like trey mc maybe they maybe they're high on trey mcbride something like that you know there's a lot of different scenarios that can play and you know, the chiefs are only 18 19 picks away 18 picks away from from getting their first selection in this draft i don't really want them to trade up all that much i'm kind of no kind of not just sitting out and letting it ride out and see what happens I'd prefer, I'd prefer them to make three picks on day three. You're getting five players in the first 103, and then you got a bunch of lottery. you got a, a round four pick and a lottery and, and three lottery tickets or four lottery tickets at the end of the day. So that's kind of what I prefer. Maybe, throw, maybe you wind up with 10 picks or nine when it's all said and done. So outside of receiver, what's the other position that you would put the highest up, most likely to be drafted here tonight? Mm, most likely to be drafted. Man, that's tough. I... I don't think that they're done at corner. 
I, I think that they could still go with corner. On day two. On day two, maybe. Near the end, I'm not prior prioritizing that at 50 or 62. I can maybe address that a little bit later at the end of round three and feel very comfortable with it. Get a longer guy that can maybe play on the outside, knowing that McDuffie has a little bit of flexibility. They can do a little bit more. I don't think that they need to be done there. So I, I would say that corner is still very much on the table, even though they traded up for one in round one. wonder if uh, you keep an eye on Ojabo, Mafe, Ebiketti, Pascal. I mean, maybe Drake they, Jackson. Drake Jackson. Cameron Thomas. I mean, if they, if they, if they doubled Sam up Williams. on edge. I mean, Travis Jones is still out there. And I don't think they're going to take Travis Jones. Honestly, I don't think they're going to address the interior defensive line, but like, it's another position you got to keep an eye on. I have a feeling with Devontae Wyatt going off the board, some of the interior guys. I know they're different players, but I could see the interior guys making a little bit of run there. Where does Andrew Booth have to fall before you guys think the Chiefs would consider going right back to the corner well? Now, knowing 50? that you have the safe floor of McDuffie, safer Wait, floor. Where the Chiefs would? Yeah. I don't think he's on the Chiefs board. Now, we think Ajabo's on the Chiefs board, but not Andrew Booth. No, I don't think Ajabo's okay. on the Chiefs board either. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I, they just avoid injury, guys. And I, it they avoid short arm corners. I, listen, I hey, I want to be wrong about Andrew Booth and David Ojabo. Like, give. Listen, there is no more of a slam dunk than those two guys. For me personally, I know that Chiefs fans are going to be like, oh, George Pickens. If they went 50-62 with those two guys somehow, I'm ecstatic. I, I'm beside myself. I'm so happy with my defense all of a sudden. What about like a Jalen Petrie? Maybe. I liked it better before you go with McDuffie. Just because there, there could be a log jam in the, in right, the slot. Right, because I think McDuffie, they said McDuffie's going to get a chance to start on the outside, but, you know, there's a chance that that doesn't work. In the base. Yeah. He'll start outside on the base, I but, think. Yeah, yeah, but there's a chance he has to become a slot corner. You didn't take Peach. I'm like, I'm not going to say don't take him at 62 if he's the best player, right? Mm -hmm. Or Jaquan, Jaquan Brisker might make more sense actually at safety Ooh. than Petrie would. I was going to throw Brisker out next. Right, so like, that's an option. What about offensive tackle? We're looking at Bernard Raymond. No. We're looking at Abraham Lucas. We're looking at Jamari Sawyer. Uh, like Matt Willetsko, Max Mitchell. These are more like round three guys down there. But, I mean, the Chiefs come out at 62 and they draft Abraham Lucas out of Washington State. Are we actually upset? I'm no, fine. No. I'm I, Abraham Lucas is a very good player. So, I, I think that he's a product. The, his fall is more of a product of this being a pretty highly regarded tackle class so especially at right tackle so i i think abraham lucas would make a ton of sense there's still a few like we talked about there's still some decent receivers on the board like i think there's good value for the chiefs to potentially fall there's a lot of different directions that i think they could possibly go which is going to make day two i think we've kind of said day two is probably going to be the most interesting one i know I day, so. day one was pretty interesting if we're being honest though but day two is going to be very fascinating especially kind of having more clarity on you know, the situation that we, you know, we're in now. She's addressed cornerback. They addressed edge. Now what? And like, I think the board's open, pretty open for them to try to take care of some, you know, take care of different positions because they've taken care of their two biggest ones. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what they sit. And there's something this week, I mean, we haven't mentioned it yet, but tight end. Like, we're pretty set on wide receiver. What about tight end? We talked about tight end kind of all draft season about being a sneaky need. What if they come out at 50 and take their tight end of choice rather than a wide receiver? Like, I'm not saying they're going to, but that seems like it's completely in the realm of possibility here. So it's just, there's a lot of different ways they could go. 
I don't know if I'd be too surprised with much of anywhere besides no, I don't I don't think I'd be too surprised in no, the direction they I, go right now. And that's the best part about what they did in day one. That it really is the best part about what they did because I can justify pretty much any position outside of interior offensive line and running back in in day two of the draft. Reese Hall, baby. Oh man. If they take time out, time out, time out, pause. They take Brees Hall at pick 50. How do you feel? I'm not. I'd have to see the board. I, I'm just going to say I'm not super happy about it. I'm just not. That's a lot of investment the Chiefs are making at running back. Um, I mean, I don't like Brees Hall that much anyway. So, I mean, yeah, hard, hard bad grade there. Um, if they come out and take Kenneth Walker at 50, Kenneth Walker at 62, I start maybe seeing where I fit in the thing. I don't like it, but like it becomes more acceptable. I'm just not a big Brees Hall guy. But that's the thing. The floor of this draft has been raised. You you can justify just about any position now. So play the board. Brett Veach is very good about BPA in day two and day three. Just sit and, sit and let it fall to you. Don't don't reach. They're taking a linebacker. That's what is they're it doing. Nicobe Nicobe Dean? Dean? Let's is it Nicobe Dean at 50? Because I'm dancing in what the street. Troy Anderson at 50? Oh, I'm nah. still dancing in the street. I like Troy Anderson. At 50? It's a little, it's a little rich. It's a little rich. But it, it must be late because y'all are wilding. I'm just, I, I have a very high level of contentment with this draft so far. And I think I'm going to have a very high level of contentment with whatever they do at pick 50. Because if they are taking a linebacker, they believe strongly in him because they have bigger needs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's kind of how I look at it. It's like their level of conviction is going to be pretty strong with this next pick. Unless it's just a receiver and, and they're still going to feel strongly about it. But, like, if it just goes chalk, if it's anything but a receiver, I guess how I look at it is, like, they have very strong convictions about that player. So they can't they can't be bad here for you. To you, there is no way they can be bad at day two of the tonight of the draft. I mean, I'll debate it, but, I mean, I'll understand. Like, they'll have very strong convictions if it's an interior defensive lineman. If it's a tackle, if it's a linebacker, they'll have very strong beliefs about that player because they're not the highest positions of need or positions that they need to address at all. And so, you know, like I think that's what's going to be interesting about this draft. I think wide receiver is still the betting favorite. I still think it's the betting favorite for day or for day for the start so of day too. two. If I had to pick right now, it would be wide receiver. Yeah, right, so let's do that. Who's the one player that you were the least surprised the Chiefs take? Tonight in the NFL draft. Least? Least surprised. George Pickens. Right. Craig? Oh, man. Least surprised tonight. I'm going to say, um, shoot. Fayetteville State corner at the end of round three. Joshua Williams. Joshua Williams. Okay, that's a good one. For me, the least surprise. This is, this is kind of a tricky spot that we've kind of talked ourselves into. Um... I think George Pickens is probably the right choice here to get another name to see the Chiefs come out with a Matt Well, let's go out of North Dakota offensive tackle. I wouldn't have said because he fits the Andy mold, right? He's yep. a bigger body guy, big frame, super, super long, long arms, arms. <laughs> super long arms. That's an Andy Reid tackle like that. You can kind of pin him down like that. What is one player that you absolutely don't want to see taken? Ugh. Any interior offensive lineman, just period. That's Any interior cheating. offensive lineman. That's okay. cheating. So, Lasitas Smith, you're out on. I do love me some Lasitas. <laughs> you you pinned me there. You knew I love Lasitas. Ooh, I'm not the biggest Demarvin Leal guy, 
Man, uh, at 62, at, though? At, oh, at 62, I'm probably okay. This is anywhere today. It's like, who's the guy that you just don't like? You just don't like. Yeah, it's too late for this, Maddie. Smoke Monday. Smoke Monday. I'll just Monday. go ahead and put Smoke Monday on Let's there. go Smoke Monday. <laughs> um, for me, I think I think it's a little early to go back to the well of corner if you're going to come out with like a Kobe Bryant-like player. You're going to come out with a relatively poor athlete and corner That's after fair. you already took a safer floor corner and Trent McDuffie. I, I would be a little confused. Like I get what they're doing in terms of liking trying mm -hmm. to build up the corner room. It's just take a risk there. So like I, I'm, I'm a little off Kobe Bryant for the Chiefs specifically on this particular day. Which is funny because we like Kobe Bryant. We're high on Kobe Bryant, but with Trent McDuffie, you've got yeah, a better player in that things. same similar role. It changes some things. I don't think there's a ton of people I'm going to be super disappointed in. I well, can... Especially without limiting the value, right? Like this is too open-ended. So like, you know, I'm telling you to go find a day three guy that you'd be mad if they took in day two. Like, I get that. So without the value, it was just, I didn't know if there was a guy out there that you did not want to see. Yeah, I don't know. I I, feel, I just feel great, man. I feel great about where the Chiefs are at. I feel, you know, I, we knew they were going to give up some draft cap capital somewhere. And they did. And uh, it would be interesting to see how they navigate day three. They got three picks for Friday, and uh, they're going to get some good football players. They already got a couple good ones. That is going to do it for the, the draft uh, day one recap show. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much for if you watched on the YouTube channel. If you came to Kingdom Bar, we've had so much fun. Come hang out with us tomorrow at Kingdom Bar and Grill. Uh, Friday and Saturday, we will be out here hanging out, uh, doing the live show. We had a wonderful turnout. So uh, we'd love to see you come, come through. It's been, been a lot of fun. We'll catch you later. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.